When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fellow adventurers, so it's back to Proving Grounds 5. Now, last time, now, I'd like to remind you, don't listen to this one unless you've listened to the previous one, because coming up is major spoilers to what you've just listened to. So, the last time... Two episodes ago, I was put under the mind control of Moraxa. And in the last one, the mind control was broken. And I'm going in directly into Moraxa's innermost sanctum. And apparently I'm confront I'm, and he's and he's loose Trelock on me once again. But little does Moraxa know. Trelock is not mind-controlled and has had quite enough of all this stuff, of all this dragon messing everything up, and is going to help me, secretly. So, here we are. This chapter is called The Demon's Heir. Alright, let's read the recap. A recap of how the previous scenarios ended. I can but guess those meddling hams helped you get this far, rumbles the sinister, resonating voice of the Shadow Dragon. As it draws itself up to its full, towering height, the tips of its horns nearly brushing the centre of the dome. I no longer have need of two living champions. Kill him, Trelock, if you wish to retain your place. Kill him and present to me his head. As the master's nightmarish command echoes off the walls of the chamber, Trelock's face twists into a hideous sneer, and he draws his broad, glintering blade. Thin lines of blue, blue lightning sprout with well. Twist entwine about his tightly clenched left hand. Maxa wars and beats his massive tail against the ancient stone floor, stirring a thick layer of dust that rises into the air through the chamber. Your pulse racing, you, you square yourself with Trellock and firmly plant your feet as you prepare to engage the dragon's most fearsome minion for what appears to be the last time. Trelloc mutters something and steps threateningly towards you as yet another of Morax's wars sends a violent tremor through this chamber. So you lower your gaze to meet the cold, hard stare of your advancing foe. Your heart nearly skips a beat and the gnawing sense of despair that has dodged your every step in these dark passages momentarily departs. In rapid succession, Trelloc has twice winked his left eye. Trelock takes two steps towards you and thrusts, his own, thrusts out his right hand. The shadow of his arm takes on a life of its own, broadening and lengthening as it surges forward and wraps itself around you, binding your arms tightly to the insides of, to the sides of your torso. The apparent ease, the master shadow maze, raises his arm and you are lifted into the air. He makes a rapid motion with his hand and you are hurled across the chamber. He strikes the distant wall, but much to your astonishment, a blow that could easily have killed you serves only to drive the wind from your lungs. I lost two stamina points, which is barely anything. As you stumped at, you slump down to the base of the wall, still bound by Trollocs extended saddle. You sense he is not attempted to kill you, but he is taking great pains to make it seem that he is. Trelock again strides over to you. 
as another Moraxus war shakes the chamber. Small bits of stone plucked plummet from the great stone dome far above, breaking into jagged fragments as they strike the floor. Again, Trelloc raises his arm, and you are hoisted into the air and hurled across the chamber with great force. You've silenced a distant war, but like before, potentially fatal blow does little more than expel the breath from your lungs. Another two stamina points lost. You once again slump down to the base of the wall as the shadow of Twilock's arm tightens its grip on your torso. Traxxer roars again, signalling his approval, and strikes the floor with his massive cha- tail, sending another shower of rock and dust down onto the chamber. A sizable chunk of stone lands only a few feet from you, reminding you that even in the midst of this apparent charade, will remain in considerable danger. Trark moves up and stands over you. He again waves his arm, and his shadow lifts you off the floor and hurls you to the right, straight to the base of one of the tall arches of stone that support the massive dome. He lands in a heap at the base of the arch. Another two stamina points lost. As Trelloc slowly makes his way across the chamber towards you, your gaze is drawn to something in the gloom, resting against the wall, only a few yards from where you lie. Your pulse races as a faint but familiar green glow stabs out out of the shadows, the eye of Argonaut. Hmm. Maybe he's only just a... He is part mind-controlled, so he can't... He's got enough mind-control on that he can't actually fight the dragon. But not enough mind control that you, you know, help him. Suddenly, the reason behind Trelloc's action seems clear. With little doubt, he purposely placed you close to the gem, while cleverly attempting to disguise his motive as a prolonged and cruel attack, much to the apparent delight of the wicked dragon. You immediately realise you must somehow retrieve the eye, which leaves you wonder whether Trelloc has yet to release the grip his shadow has on you. As yet another Morax's deafening war shakes the dome chamber, your mind races to arrive at a way that you can somehow obtain the eye, which sits no more than twenty yards away. Suddenly, however, the green glow disappears and you gasp in alarm as your eyes fall upon Windle striding out the shadow, his mailed fists clutching the large glowing emerald. Windle turns and hurls the eye into a distant, gloomy corner of the chamber, where it disappears from view. He then ter- returns his gaze to you and grins. You look upon on me with the eyes of one who has been betrayed, he says, staring. Hope you do not forget your own betrayal in the courtyard suit. Was the master himself those magics spared me at your hands? And I am internally grateful to him for it. You are the only betrayer here. Helene and Trelloc both stride up and stand next to Wundle. The three leer at you derisively. Your mind races and your pulse quickens, and the prospect of having to face these three is not a pleasant one. But despite Trelloc's implicity, remain at least somewhat hopeful for your theory regarding his true allegiance. These thoughts are quickly driven from your mind as the great dragon turns and starts across the chamber towards you. As he approaches, a startling and rapid change comes over him. You, you stare wide eyes as Maraxa halts only 20 yards from you and promptly melts into a wide pool of shadow. Moments later, the puddle of gloom rises a tall man in, a, in flowing silver robes. The man's face is hideously disfigured, with nearly every feature either grossly exaggerated or nightmarishly distorted. Four long white horns extend from the tip of his head, partially concealing his gruesome visage. A pair of long, pale blue oozing tentacles extend out of the seas of his robes, each Writhing about wildly, from the lower jaw of his broad but misshapen mouth, there extends a pair of jagged yellow teeth, and in the centre of his face, sunk deep into his pasty skin, are two dull 
black eyes, the holy being steps forward, and Woodall, Helene, and Twilock swiftly part to allow him to pass through the ranks. As he proceeds past them, they drop to their knees and bow their heads. The, the world being draws up to a few yards of you and smiles. You need not fear me any longer. He says his soft, gen gentle voice in stark contrast to his ghastly appearance. We only seek to welcome our master's newest champion into the fold. Okay, who's the master now? I don't think it's Moraxo anymore. Ichthion. Oh dear, it's the big bad. The guy who seems to be behind everything, pretty much. Ichthion is the name of a powerful demon lord from the Neverworld realm of Oxys. Swift's second great age was named after the demon lord, the Age of Ichthion, for it was marked by Ichthion's attempt to invade and conquer the world. Ichthion is said to be one of seven great demon lords that inhabit the neverworld realm of Oxys. There's other links too, but I don't want to get sidetracked by those. Ugh. I guess I'm relieved I'm not fighting a huge dragon, just a regular demon. You boldly demand that Moraxa reveal him to his true self, release the hold he has on your companions, and in response, the silver-robed being sneers. Moraxa, he says, scowling, there is no longer any Moraxa. Such was the name of the scale fortress that long served me well. There's no further need for that, for the pitiful beast, who scarcely remembers its own name. The torment has been great these many centuries since I first stole into his heart. On the very same day, my shadows pierced the souls of the humans who waved the lair of its kin. Your thoughts churn as you wonder if you should believe anything the hideous being has said. Three companions remain kneeling with their heads solemnly bowed. Hatred and fear fried in an icy lair, hissed the world being, his tone becoming increasingly swelling sinister. None were spared my guiding hand that day. Neither have they been spared it in the many centuries since. Do not think the meeting between Lundnir and Nirith were a chance. Chance, for long has Nerith tried to escape my shadow. He cowed me into this world as he fled his own, seeking refuge from me. But I was already with him, dark shadow on his heart. He was the first of the great champions. I honed for our master. Pity, though, he has followed the fool's path. The fool's path he has followed since. How engulfed you as you realise the silver being before which Helene, Triop, Widow, and Triop kneel in reverence is an evil beyond anything you could have possibly imagined. Originally brought into this world centuries ago by Nerith, there is no telling how many hearts and minds have played host to this malevolent creature since its arrival. We are now certain you are in the presence of a demon lord. A powerful servant of the very demon itself. Based on what this being has just told you, you also sense he is responsible for having bestowed shadow magic upon Nereth, who in turn imparted this knowledge to Trelloc, Windle, and Elaine. And then you. Demon Lord, says the rose being, obviously having read your thoughts, yes. A demon is what you might see fit to call me, though I go by no such name. I go by no name at all, I only serve the master, and it is his will you will soon freely submit yourself, as is expected of his next and greatest champion. Okay. Right, I'm going to pause a bit, because tea's ready. The demon lord's tentacles wave about wildly weaving a dizzying pattern in the air before him. Without warning, a flaming spear appears and hovers directly before him. The centre of the spear darkens, 
and you suddenly become aware of an image taking form in its inky core. Only one has ever openly defied the will of the Master, said Demon Lord, and you will now see what has at long last become of him. The image in the centre of the flaming spear comes into focus and begins to move. It's a haunting and disturbing sight, one that fills you simultaneously with anger and pity. Change to a fixed slab of iron, suspended above a pit of black flames, is the flail, battered body of Gareth. There appears to be no life left in him as both his wrists hang wimp in the mandicles that bind his arms to the slab. Wundle, Helene, and Twarok raise their hands and stare at the scene unfolding within the orb. Anger? Pity for the wet is understood. But your anger is misdirected, growls the demon lord. Your anger is to be for the fool who deserves your pity. A grand gift was presented to him. He had but to take it, to claim what it is, and yet now you see the price of his unbridled arrogance and his stubborn defiance. The same, the same gift we offered you. I trust you have the wisdom to graciously receive it. From beneath his silver robes, the horned demon draws an ornate iron scepter, the tip of which is fitted with a glittering black gem. A deep sense of dread fills you as you behold a device now clutched in his barbed tentacle. Now, grumbles the demon, his voice deeper and the utterance in a far more sinister tone than any yet. I shall crown our master's champion. Demon Lord begins to wave the iron scepter, when a sudden but brief look of horror passes across his already grotesquely disfigured face. Will you realise, as you struggle desperately to free yourself from the grip of Twelok's shadow, Demon Lord is having difficulty raising the scepter. Your eyes fall upon the ornate gem-tipped iron wad, immediately spot a warm arm shadow wrapped around his tentacle. The horned demon scowls and turns his leering face at A traitor to the very end, he snarls. Your fate is now steeled. Treyarch leaps to his feet and attempts to thrust his right hand out towards the demon. For he can complete the action, an orb of shadow erupts from the gem, tip of the demon lord's scepter and envelops him. As Trelok struggles to free himself from the shadowy spear. A demon snarls and waves his spectre. So at that very moment, you suddenly realise you are no longer bound by Trelok's shadow. You are about to leap to your feet when a pair of shadows streak out the surrounding gloom, shivering, slivering between the demon lord and his helpless prey. Two, the two lamps of shadow arrive at your feet, and you soon... And your heart suddenly leaps, as out from the fabric of their gloom there suddenly appears a faint green light. Instinctively, you plug your hand down towards the green light, and close your hand around the eye of Argonor. The two shadows retreat slightly, as, as you withdraw your hand, the large emerald now clutched tightly in your fist. <sighs> I've got the eye of Argonor again! <laughs> The green glow of the eye seeping through your fingers does not go unnoticed. That trinket promises only death, snarls the demon as he turns to face you, his eyes resting uneasily on the emerald now in your possession. Use it as you will, though it is of no consequence now. Your allegiance lies elsewhere, Zooped. The two shadows that delivered you the gem rapidly mowed into a single pool of gloom before the demon lord. The hideous creature falls back as two large shapes rise out of the pool and rapidly tra- take form. Your pulse quickens as Iskridar and Prithen swiftly materialise before the robed demon. Both men, their swords in hand, unleash a furious battle cry and launch themselves at their horned foe. But the fight is over but almost before it begins. A pair of savage blows. 
instantly topples the two warriors, knocking the swords from their hands, leaving them both sprawled out on the cold stone floor. Wundor and Helene spring to their feet and move towards you. Okay, who do I use? Okay, there my do is mind controlled again, and Helene's mind controlled. Divination. Does it work on the demon? See it. Channel your power, divination. You have to discern that I will have no effect on the demon lord. You must immediately decide upon a course of action. Window. I go Window first. He's more powerful, so he'll be able to. He'll, be, he'll, be, he'll have a better chance holding everything at bay while I, while I free Helene. Window. With your fingers closed tightly around the emerald, you thrust the eye of Agmar towards Window. His faceted surface shimmers brightly as a faint greenish glow wells up from within the heart of the gem. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 47, 10 from Spirit, 20 from Aura, and 17 from Arcania. 60. A brilliant wave of green light washes over Window. And the cruel expression on his face instantly softens. Suddenly his eyes close and he slumps to the floor. Only a, moment, only a moment later, his eyes spring open and he smiles weakly. Demon Lord howls with waves and holds up his iron scepter. The black gem fitted into the top of the scepter glitters brightly. Demon Lord glides backwards nearly twen- ten feet and holds up the ornate iron scepter. The glittering black gem affixed to its tip suddenly turns a brilliant shade of crimson. You feel somehow drained. I've lost a lot of my Neville Reserve. A low hum fills the dome chamber. Suddenly, the eye of Argonmore is torn from your grasp. He's been to your left to see what's become of the eye. Only to discover the window is now on, on, your, on his feet, clutching his gem with his white hands, standing before Helene. A bright wave of green light flashes over Elaine and the cruel expression on her face melts away. She feels a softer and more lucid demeanour. Demon Lord's possession of her is ended. Okay, that should make this slightly more possible. The low hum that fills the air rises in pitch and the tentacle Demon Lord slides back further along the floor as a dozen fire... Wind portals open silently along the walls of the chamber. Let our master's new champion prove his worth. This is the demon as the unmistakable and unnerving sound of, of the flapping wing flapping of dozens of large leathery wings soars out of the fire wind gates. In life or death, you are now to be his servant. Fall back with us, Zoop, cries Wundle as he and Helene retreat across the chamber to the furthest possible point on the portals. Do not stay close to those gates. You heed his warning and rush to the opposite side of the chamber to join up with your two newly dispossessed companions. Helene meets you in a shoulder cross and you run up to them and the three of you steal yourself. Power, it seems you will intimately face. Through the twelve portals, the savage... Streaks echoing wildly off the dome high, up, uh, high overhead for at least two dozen black-winged horned demons. Benefit creatures immediately soar towards the three of you, long black claws poised to tear the flesh from your bones. Don't let them get behind us, shouts Elaine, her voice barely audible of the shrieks of the demons as they bear down on you. The first of the three winged demons soar down upon you, shrieking wildly as they slash out at you. With their long black tremens, a whim of dried blood is crushed around the fang-filled moors of these savage creatures. Wundle and Elaine each engage one of the demons, leaving you to face the third. It's a winged slayer demon. The winged demon savagely attacks you deadly talents, and your enemy's claws tear into your flesh. Okay, yeah, 
and slain. 14 XP. The wailing cry of the slain demon rises into the air as the hideous beast collapses into a pool of its own blood at your feet. You leap back from the carcass as the second of the winged fiends soars in and attacks. It's another winged slayer demon which savagely attacks you with its deadly tannins as its claws tear into my flesh for 13 damage. Oh, they tear for another 13 damage. But, it's nearly done. Ooh, four, four damage from the tour. Ooh, six damage from the special. And slain. The third demon shrieks 15 XP, shrieks out of the air and lands before you, striking out at you with its deadly claws. You leap to the side to avoid its first pair of blows before moving to counter its savage attack. You defiantly engage a winged slayer demon. Ooh, it claws my flesh for 11 damage. Gotta keep, keep bashing, bash, bash, bash. Bash, 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 bash. Slain. With a third, 30, 15 XP. The third demon die at your feet. To her to find Hundur Lahanang Lane are struggling to fight off a large number of the winged creatures. Both appear to be wounded, but are stoutly holding their ground. Across the chamber, Demon Lord again rises his iron scepter. A low hum fills the air. Hmm. Let's see. So, I could rush to the aid of my companions. Attempt to free Trelock, or confront and engage the Tentacle Demon Lord. Hmm. I think go for the Demon Lord. If once he's gone, everything else will quickly, quickly sort itself out. Probably. A deep rumble echoes along the chamber, and your eyes are immediately drawn to a fire wall where a large, swirling black portal was opened. Through the Neverwall Gate steps a towering creature of shadow and stone. This lumber, the lumbering Benoit stomps into the stone chamber, turns its hollowed gaze in your direction. The robed demon flashes a wicked glim and glides back out of the path, path of the massive creature as it thundles across the room towards you. Nightmarish blocks of stone appear to make up the skeleton of this nightmarish construct, while broad strands of deep shadow seem to function as its flesh. Behind you, Windor and Helene are still locked in a desperate struggle against a large number of winged demons, but there is little you can do to help them now. You quickly realise that you can somehow stop this new terror, or maybe lost. Your heart pounds as the towering stone and shadow construct rapidly bears down on you. Okay, use shadow magic or just fight it. Use shadow magic. 64 XP to shadow magic. Calling upon your mastery of shadow magic, you watch with a mix and satisfaction, mix of satisfaction and amazement as the towering shadow beast peers up, peels away from the shadows of the wall and steps into the path of the approaching Benemoth. Construct only makes make short work of the shadow beef, destroying only a couple of blows. Massive creature and stone, and stone and shadow has also suffered some damage in the fight. Good shadows, good shadows. Thank you, shadows. The floor shakes and chunks of rock floor fall from, from the dome above as the massive stone and iron construct draws near. You utter a prayer as you step forward and bravely engage the towering Benemoth. It's a demonic shadow construct. The demonic construct smashes at you with its massive fist. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it keeps doing, keeps trying to smash me, but I keep dodging out of the way. Oh, gazing shot there. And slain. 28 rounds. 265 XP. A near splattering goal rises up from the shattered remains of the massive stone and shadow construct. 
the broad shadows that bound the savage Benar together sliver away and meld into the deeper gloom of the chamber, leaving only a tall pile of stones to mark the spot where the giant tower fell. Wendell and Elaine arrive at your side, breathless and wounded from their brutal fight with the winged demons. Wendell stares at the remains of the construct, but says nothing. Wendell, Trelock, no, no longer enveloped in shadowy him, suddenly appears on your white and unsteadily assumes a defensive stance. He seems weary and weak. The look on his face is one of stern defiance. The demon lord glides across the floor towards the four of you, his tentacled arm tightly clipping the iron scepter, which he waves about wildly as he approaches. Glittle snarl escapes from Slips as he lashes out in your direction. His tentacle streaking out towards you as he attempts to strike it the gems, with the gem's tip scepter. So steel herself to face the attack. The long shadows the long shadow streaks across the floor up the doom behind the demon lord. The shadow surges up in his torso and along the barbed tendrils to the scepter, knocking the ornate iron wad from his grasp. Grasp. The scepter strikes the floor and clashes across the closed stone, coming to west just beyond your reach. Instinctively realising the only chance of defeating this demon may lie with the scepter, immediately turn all your efforts towards acquiring it. So I could use shadow magic, telekinesis, if I had it, I could use gating at 60 plus, or I guess I could just rush, rush towards it. I'll use shadow magic. 64 XP with shadow magic we succeeded. Holy call upon it, vastuous shadow magic, and the long arm of shadow immediately slivers across the floor and envelops the scepter. The shadow rapidly retreats and deposits the item at your feet. Your fingers close around the iron scepter, and you swiftly leap back, momentarily taking yourself out of the range of the demon's flailing tentacles. You tighten your grip on the iron scepter, hoping and praying the object will no longer be able to serve its wicked master while it remains in your possession. Alright, I've got the Waif King scepters. It's a bashing weapon. It's magical, quite obviously. The power of black lightning, 15 melee rating, 2 aura, 2 mind, 2 spirit. The end of this ornate iron spectre is fitted with an opaque black gem. This item was lested in the hands of the Demon Lord. Tentacle Demon Lord, you battled in the tome chamber within the ruined temple. This weapon is of magical quality. The demon roars, and as its terrifying bellow fills the chamber, a broad and tall wave of shadow leaps out of the deep gloom behind your foe and surges across the floor. Windle, Helene and Trellock cry out, almost in unison. The washing shadow wave washes over them, leaving all three motionless on the floor in its wakes. Your mind races as the deadly wave of shadow bears down upon on you, so I can use telekinesis, fortification or shadow magic my conjuration was a bit stronger, I could use that, but it isn't, so I can't. I'll use uh, telekinesis. Succeeded. 64x speed to telekinesis. You summon your, summon your power of telekinesis and focus on the ground at your feet. The powerful unseen force you hurriedly project against the stone floor. So enough to levitate you several feet into the air. The wave of shadow passes by beneath you. You land nimbly on the floor and turn to face your fearsome foe. You boldly step forward to engage the demon lord, determined to avoid falling prey to any more of his treacherous attacks. You take him less than three steps towards him, where a stabbing when a stabbing pain shoots through your skull. Desperately struggle to fend off the demon's powerful mental attack that is attempting to ravage your psyche. Pick a number. Bonus of 60. 20 from spirit. 20 from mind. And 20 from aura. Pick now. 125. In a grand display of lentil floritude, you manage to ward off the damaging effects of the demon's assault on your psyche. 
the demon lord closes his eyes. His body shudders violently as he undergoes a horrifying transformation. The torso balloons to twice its former size, shredding the silver cloak that formerly concealed it. As his face already hideously defigures broadens and takes on an even more fearsome and monstrous appearance, his legs seem to melt together, forming a long serpentine lower body that twists into a thick core beneath him. Four more barbed tentacles extend from his bare, saw-ridden torso, giving a total of six of the nightmarish and deadly limbs. Switching wide his now cavernous mouth, the demon tilts his head upwards and unleashes a deafening roar that goes off the dome ceiling high above. A bright flash of white light floods the chamber and rapidly fades. In its wake, against the wall behind the demon, stands a fire-winged portal. The surface of the Neverwall Gate begins to emerge. Something begins to ripple. Something is about to emerge. So I could use an item, or just face whatever emerges. I'll face whatever emerges. A swarm of shadows, some in the form of winged serpents, and others taking the shape of small dragons, holds out the flaming portal washes over you. Demon wars as you're quickly overwhelmed by the attack. 25, 45 damage. The shadows retreat, batting its portal. You sense they will return if the gate remains open. Heavily wounded but still alive, you suddenly realise you should attempt to use the scepter to close the portal. Use the scepter and close the portal. Okay. Waking scepter. I will use it. 128 experience to genuine. You hold up the iron scepter. And immediately the black gem affixed to its tip shimmers brightly. A flash of white light fills the chamber. And in its wake the portal has vanished. With its six barbed tentacles weaving about wildly, the fearsome demon lord shivers for, slivers forward and attacks as it lashes out at you with its deadly limbs, stretches wide its oozing mouth and unleashes a deafening war that shakes the dome chamber. Prove yourself, champion, howls the demon. I now fight the tentacle demon lord which has been the ultimate cause of all of the stuff that has happened these last ten episodes, and presumably a lot of other bad stuff too. Yes. The demon lord lashes out at you with his barbed tentacles. You cry out in agony as the demon lord's tentacles wrap themselves around you, digging deep into your flesh with their deadly barbs. Yes, it keeps slashing about. Oh, it lashes me again for 11 damage. Alright. Just keep going, keep going. He's, he's, a, he's rather big, so. You cry out in agony as the demon lord's tentacles wrap themselves around you, digging deep into your flesh with their deadly barbs. Ooh, more deadly barbs. It's nearly gone. And slain. Right. Hundreds of years of sinister plotting. It's finally at an end. Just 10 XP. Your final blow shatters the demon lord. Staggers the demon lord. And the horrid tentacle tree creature. Choking on the thick black blood that fills its cavernous mouth. And spills out at the edges. Slumps to the floor. You step forward, prepared to strike the demon again, but the wound-riddled corpse suddenly melts into a broad pool of shadow. The surface of the gloomy puddle ripples violently, and only a moment later, the demon again rises out of it. With its face and torso streaming with its pungent blood, the demon lord wars as all six of its barbed tentacles begin weaving about wildly. One of the items you're carrying emits a low hum. I'm guessing Wade King Scepter again. Yes, I use it. 128 XP. You hold up 
the iron scepter and immediately the black gem affixed to it shimmers brightly. A flash of white light fills the chamber. It's waking surprise to see that that a broad firewind portal is opened against the wall just behind the demon. A tentacle demon a tentacle demon door turns its hideous head and shrieks in alarm, beholds the flaming gate. As if drawn against its will by a powerful unseen force, the demon struggles as it slides slowly across the stone floor towards the mouth of the fiery portal. The demon is drawn back to the portal. One of its six barbed tentacles surely shoots out to you. The demon's hideous limb appears to be headed straight for the iron scepter. Okay, I'm, I don't want to lose this, so I'll use my most powerful skill, fortification. Succeeded. 64x speed to fortification. The shrieking tentacle smashes into the barrier of blue sparkles that hovers in front of you and promptly retreats into the flaming portal. You've, you've managed to maintain possession of the iron scepter. The demon lashes out with all six of its thick oozing tentacles in a desperate bid to keep from being drawn back further into the flaming portal. The monstrous face of the hideous demon is twisted into a terrified grimace giving you to believe the far greater power one able to evoke fear in the twisted heart of a demon lord is now calling him home. You are suddenly overcome by a deep sense of dread and as the demon is dragged back beyond the threshold of the portal a broad shadow passes by the mouth of the flaming gate. A chilling whisper echoes through the dome chamber fades to silence the moment the shadow has disappeared. Heart pounding, you watch as the last of the demon vanishes into portal. Sully, however, without warning, a long tentacle shrieks out of the firewing gate and shoots across the floor towards you. You leap back, narrowly dodging the tentacle as it shoots across the floor, coming within inches of your white foot. The barbed tendril reaches Trelock as he is slowly attempted to gain his feet and swiftly wraps itself around his torso. Trelock cries out in alarm and struggles to free itself from the demon's grip but is no match for the otherworldly might against which he vies. With a sickening, sickening, slivering sound, the tentacle rapidly retreats to the flame-wreathed portal, dragging Trelock with it. Before he disappears into the void, Trelock turns his gaze to you tends to speak, but is gone before he can utter a single word. Only an instant later, the blazing portal silently closes. Oh, so Treyarch is gone to what is a pretty much functionally hell. And just after he achieved his redemption, <sighs> this is so unfair. Well, I guess at some point I'm going to have to rescue him. I mean, it's only fair. I mean, he saved he saved us a few times. We, we've saved him a lot anyway, anyway. Well, we don't know. That's just what heroes do. An instant later, the blazing portals closes. A heavy silence hangs in the dome chamber following the closing of the portal. Fearing the worst, you turn to look upon your companions who fell beneath the wave of shadow that swept through the womb. Your heart leaps and your spirits soar. You discover all four of them slowly regaining their feet. Rush over to Hope Window as he stands up. He places his hand on your shoulder and smiles weakly. The two of you then help Elaine to her feet. Only a few yards away, both Iskristar and Prithon are now standing. Finally, back on their feet, the savage blow suffered at the hands of the demon lord. Windor mutters a few words and places his hand on her name. Almost at once, colour returns to her face, her footing seems steadier. He then reaches over and rests his white hand on your shoulder. Immediately, the warmth of his healing touch curses through. Ooh, my stamina points are fully restored. Thank you, Wendell. Whiskadar, whose upper portal bears a broad, nasty-looking bash. Gash. 
walks over and stands at your side. Leon limps up just behind him and stoops to a stoops to examine Prithen limps up to behind him, stoops to examine a deep cut on the other side of his leg. A fine state we're in, cries Prithen smirking. Your lad Treyarch gave me this one. I not soon want to tangle with him again. Look at the west of you too. A fine state. Cued by Prithen's mention of Trelock, you relate to your companions his fate. Windle blows bows, bows his head, and the rest of you follow suit, offering your silent prayers on behalf of your departed comrades. You feel an overwhelming sense of relief to once again be standing in the company of your companions, each of them as you hope you always will be, as friends and allies, instead of deadly enemies. Iskritar's next word addressed to the same concern. Break what up in a few moments of uncomfortable silence. Nice to see we're all acting as we should, he says, looking around each other. It's going a bit tired of having to fight off the lot of you every time I turn my head. No worse for it all, I suppose, right, Elaine? Was it your way to hold? Oh, never mind. Never mind any of that. The next several minutes, a few words exchanged. The five of you, Iskridai in particular, seem to be all of all that has transpired in this chamber. You stand staring at gloomy surroundings. So if you half expect the demon and his minions to suddenly reappear. Helene steps over to the fl- where the fire fl- flame wing portal stood only a few minutes ago. She carefully examines the, the wall and floor before, before turning around and heading back to where the west of you stand. It's not... It's not yet over, says Windle, his tone glaive. The demon is gone. What happened here will not will not soon be forgotten. There is much to be done. There is still much to be done. But let's not dwell on that for the moment. Let's then praise the very reason we are all still alive. We can owe you more than you could ever hope to repay, Zoop. Windle's words come as a surprise. They immediately followed by loud up. Heartphone accolades of your companions. The four of them meet with shoulder crosses, commend you repeatedly for your valour, and for ultimately sending the demon down to defeat and out of this world. Even its fate remains unclear, but presumably very, very grim. I thought it failed. You court graciously accept their praise, and are quick to return their gesture as my gratitude. If Star and Prithral both seem particularly thrilled when you make mention of their timely way of their tidy way on, and thankful you were to find them once again on your side. That strange fellow near, says Prithral. He was the one who broke the spell that was over us. That glowing green gem. Strange man for a strange business to be sure. Hard to believe he w- it was he who gave us the magic to start with. I don't think I have any of it left, though. Real pity. Neither do I, says Mr. Scott, feeling that he and Prithron have not been left with any abilities we all shadow magic, though it's certainly just as well. Very, very, quite alright. So you think this isn't all over, Windle? asks Prithon. Not for me, replies Windle. Well, it is over for me, says Mr. Scott, sighing. Not quite well. Well, cut out for this demon battling, you can figure it. Without a nifty shadow magic, I'll have to stick to trolls and goblins. And with my worsening back, I'll leave it with goblins for now. Wendell laughs and slaps his long-time friend on the shoulder. We looked a bit bleak for a while there, says Prithen. Here we are. We are all... Here we all are again. Alive. Or so it all looks. And no, no worse off. In the end, really. I think, considering all we've been through, we ought to be just about the luckiest lot that ever lived. Lucky, says Elaine, frowning, mostly in jest. I prefer to think we've made most of our own luck. Morna is a little inclined to agree with her. It's here that we will say our farewells, announces Windor, suddenly glancing at Elaine, who moves up to stand at his side. It was not Tarry here. There is still a sliver of hope that Master Gareth yet lives, as a tentacled, as a tentacled foe, his own cruel fashion, may claim. 
will not leave him to suffer such a fate, even through his dying breath he would speak out against my intentions. Elaine nods and says that he will, she will be going with Grindel, for two of them are best suited to rescue the man who serves as their mentor and friend. Another friend who, if alive, is deserving of what attempt we, we might be able to make on this part as Grindel. Things hidden these long centuries are now clear enough. I will not cast or carry blame any longer. If Trelock lives, he must not think we have abandoned him, even at the very end. As if he read your thoughts, Windle shakes his head and places his hand on his shoulder. Your place is here, my friend. The last thing this world needs in such an uncertain end is to lose who is, perhaps, his greatest hero. There is much that you have yet to do here. Of that there can be no doubt. I, on the other hand, Throughout just a bit too long. Yeah, yeah, and there is. There is a lot to do. Hundreds of episodes to go. A solemn, almost bitter mood hangs over the fire of you as you speak quietly together, each of you realising this parting may indeed prove final. As Windle speaks at length with his guitar and Prithun, Len moves up to his size. Do you remember the pleasant pheasant fe- festival in Houseburn? She asks. You suddenly recall passing through the festival on your way to Talos. Instead, you first encountered Nereth in the guise of the young, sandy-haired lad. I remember wandering around looking for provisions. And she continues, walking by folk content to toss metal wings and laugh at crude jokes, listen to funny tales of a half-drunk minstrel. I remember thinking that despite all the power I've acquired and the lifetime devoted to start, just remember wishing I was one of them instead of all this. Not sure. I'm not sure that I, who I am is me. Nope. Not. Not certain I want it to be. It sounds quite silly, I know, but there it is. Lane looks over her shoulder to when he was speaking. What is Quidana with? Is Lane's cousin whispers to you. Don't let it control you, she says. It will try, but you must not let it. You know of that which I speak. It will try, but it will never cease. You must never relent. Her words send a chill through you. You sense no more less in them. You sense only a trusted friend in part that you are serious, if while a cryptic warning. At last, as you, Prithen, Iskritar, preparing to depart, Windle strives up and hands you his crimson tabard. It's Wundle's Quint. It's Wundle's Quintum Crabard. It's a new item. See, it's a tabard. It has a melee rating of five. A stanima. Eight stanima points. It boosts agility, body, might, and spirit by one. This enchanted tabard was formerly worn by Wundle, the former leader of the Silver Crest. He bequeathed the magnificent item to you, just as he and Helene departed, sir, departed from the world in search of Nirith and Tirith. Okay, I'm going to equip that right now. Because my current tabard... Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, uh, yeah, that brings my MR to 162. And my SP to 176. May the tabard and the crest serve you well, he says, smiling. You're its new leader, Sue, and I fully expect that you will to hold our good name, if not better it. As tactfully as you can, you attempt to refuse Wis- Windle's tabard, telling him that either Iskritar or Pravin to take his place as leader of the Silver Crest, but he shakes his head in response. They both agreed that it should be you, he says, turning to look upon Iskritar and Pravin, who nod their consent. It's about time we had someone a bit less grey to lead us, this is what I said, smirking. Then it's settled. And it's perfectly settled, says Pritham. I'll be honoured to serve under your leadership, Soup. Well done, Soup, says Helene. See if you can't teach those old two, those two old goblins a few tricks of the trade. And all of us is quite as young as we'd like to be, I'd wager, said Isukdar, glancing his glaze around at everyone. 
There's something about sending a demon out of this world. It just wonders to restore one's sense of roots. Windor laughs, Prithin spurts. Helene rolls her eyes. To her, after only a few minutes, it's time to part ways with Windor and Helene. You, Iskadar, and Prithin bid the pair, brave pair a sad farewell and wish them luck and safety on that perilous endeavour that lies ahead. And I wish and I wish the three of you luck as well, says Windle. We may yet find remnants of our enemy's shadow, perhaps in unexpected places, though I pray that a beloved world has seen the last of all this. Iswakdar and Prithim step up to Windle, and inter and each in turn meet their long time friend and leader in a solemn shoulder cross. They then turn and repeat the gesture with Helene. You do the same. If the opportunity should arise, says Windle, thoughtfully stroking his chin, see if you can somehow extend my sincere apology to Teak. See, see if it might not think again of donning the tabard. It's a good man, Zoop. A good man by all measure. Tell him I was wrong. Take care of yourself, Zoop, says Helene, as the three of you prepare to depart. You're ever back this way. Well, I'll try to see, see if I can cross paths with you. Like nothing more. Farewell. Windle closes his eyes, motions with his left hand. His entire body trembles and his eyes open as he gives a discontented sigh. He repeats the procedure. This time the crackle of fire fills the dome chamber as a wide flame wind portal opens again against the wall, nearly identical to the portal into which the demon lord and Trellock were drawn. Elaine steps forward towards the portal and turns to face you all one last time as she arrives at the threshold. She nods and waves and then steps into the fiery vortex and is lost from sight. Wundor exhales sharply and strides up to the portal. Like claim before him, he turns and nods to the three of you. He takes one last look around and it's a gloomy dome chamber as if it's the last view we will ever have of this world. Someday, says in a low voice, shifting his gaze to each of you in turn. Someday again. Someday again for certain. His final words still ring your ears. Windle steps into the portal and disappears. The fire weave Neville gate closes silently behind him. It's with a heavy heart and together with Iskridal and Pritham that you make your way out of the ruined temple and begin the steep and arduous climb out of the ravine. The three of you exchange no words words until at last you stand at the tip of the valley, far above the remains of the temple. Nothing stirs below, but the odd tranquillity of the scene does little to lighten your mood. Somewhere in the shadows of the ancient rumbling structure, two friends have been left behind, despite Windows' parting sediment. Do not think you will ever see them again. You pray, however, this will not prove true. Well, what a fix, says Prithen, turning away from the ravine as he adjusts his equipment. The fact that all three of us are standing here together, thoughts to survive, is beyond all fortune. I'd offer my profound thanks to you, I didn't think you were tired of hearing it. You jokingly assure, assure Prithen you're not, and he smirks and shakes his head before stepping forward and meeting you in the shoulder cross. Then again, you have it, he says, laughing. Pity, though, soul stories like this go untold. You know, I mean, who would believe it? Isn't it for the best, after all? Prefer not to have learned any of myself. They haven't yet turned the whole old hall back into a tavern, but at least have that to return to, says Star. Remember, we left that place in quite a state. But I'll face the demon itself to be back in front of our old hearth with a flagon in hand and nothing to do for a month or two. The voices of your companions, coupled with the gravity of all that has transpired here, causes a flood of emotion to well up within you. You pray for Wundor and Helene, and silently vow to hold the banner of the silver quest in memory of departed friend, and all you knew him to stand for. Realising that a long road rides ahead, no further desire to linger here. You push your thoughts out of your mind and prepare to set off with your companions on the trek home. As the three of you move down the forest path towards the village of Priftstar, 
curses what you might encounter there. Your thoughts drift back to a Spritar's comment regarding the quest headquarters and the old hearth. This very moment, nothing else sounds quite as good as that. Note, a special final rule scenario for this Proving Grounds event is on its way. It's, it's, it's here now. It's, that, it's been here for years now. Congratulations on successfully completing it. So 2,048 experience to general. And that finishes that scenario. The next one is home again, home again. But I think we've reached it. We've just passed an hour. So for now, we'll stop. The next time we'll finish it up and get all the rewards that you get for finishing this scenario. There's quite a few of them. Until then, farewell, fellow adventurers.